Hi, friends. Today, I am going to share with you 22 things that the Lord taught me in 2022. This episode is inspired by my friend Kiara and her sharing 22 things that she learned this year. So 22 things the Lord taught me this year or continued to teach me. And disclaimer, just because he taught me them doesn't mean I'm doing them or doing them well. Unfortunately, I desperately need God's help every single day, every single moment to even remotely do some of these things. So I hope as you hear this, you're not hearing that I am now doing these things perfectly because I'm not. And yeah, I desperately need the spirit every single day to help me turn from sin and to follow and be obedient to Jesus. So number one, the banner over me is freedom because of Jesus's death and resurrection. I get to live in just this deep freedom. And so do you if your faith and trust is in Jesus Christ. I feel like this one he has just been peeling back layers of for the last two to three years, just showing me each year, no, you have even more freedom in me, just peeling back these layers of freedom. And so I just wanted to read a journal entry from this last year. And I started an everyday journal this last year inspired by my friend Caleb Polensky, actually journaling day to day about what happened, what went on, what God showed me, what God taught me. I totally write prayers in there too and talking to God, but I'll also just like journal about what happened that day or like what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling like God's teaching me. And it is already so sweet just one year in getting to look back at the different things I felt like God was teaching me or the different things I was praying. And so every day it's literally just I write the date and then write about that day or write different things. So August 1st, 2022, I wrote things I am free from. I'm free from my sin and its bondage and power. I'm no longer enslaved to sin. I am free from it. I am free from the law because of, because of Jesus's death and resurrection. I'm free from condemnation. I am free from striving. I'm free from striving to be anything. I'm free from striving to be the perfect mom or the perfect Christian or have the perfect podcast or say the perfect things. Whatever it is, I am free from striving. I'm free from other people's laws and expectations of me. I'm free from my own laws that I create for myself and my own expectations I create for myself. I'm free from proving anything. I have nothing to prove ever. I'm free from being, quote, unquote, someone. I'm free from being, in quotes, successful. I'm free from being, in quotes, relevant. I'm free from impressing anyone. I'm free from the law. And I'm free from pretending I'm great. I'm not that great. By God's grace, he's saved me and is changing me and transforming me every day. Uh, But I really don't have anyone much to offer apart from Jesus. There's no good thing apart from Jesus in me. So the banner over me is freedom. And the banner over you is freedom. And Uh, I actually recorded a podcast episode. I think it was this last March on it. So episode 30 is all about the call to freedom. You are called to freedom and I am called to freedom. So number two, the big God dream. The big God dream, the big dream is this, to be satisfied in Christ alone and enjoy him. That's the big God dream. Like God just showed me I'm such a dreamer and I dream big and I think big. And that's not wrong. He's wired me and created me out of that way. And just him reminding me this year, hey, 
the big God dream is that you're satisfied in me and that you enjoy me. Uh, So that's the big God dream. Number three, God is sovereign overall. From me hitting every red light on my way to somewhere to uh, the exact launch date of the Mac and Benj collection down to the designs and what scripture are on the clothes for the Mac and Benj collection to a friend being late to coffee to what time my children wake up to if they nap or not to if our family gets sick and misses something to when I got sick the night before our women's retreat and couldn't go to everything. I mean, literally his hand is over all of it. And life is so much more freeing and enjoyable and way less frustrating when I realize that it's all by his hand, even the hard stuff. And if my trust is in this sovereign God, all-knowing, all-merciful, all-gentle, kind, loving, if I truly trust and believe and know that he is out for his glory and my good, he's working out all things for my good, then even the the littlest things to the biggest things, trusting that he is sovereign over all, it has freed up so much brain space rather than being frustrated at people or myself. Oh, if they would have just done this, gosh, I wish I could have gone to that. It's been so sweet to see God shift my mindset and trust him and be able to just be like, okay, that's what God had written. I don't, I might not know why. I might not ever know why this side of heaven, but I trust him and I know it's for his glory and my good. So, okay. It's truly so freeing. So God is sovereign overall. Number four, this year by God's grace in painful ways, he showed me that I think higher of myself than I ought. Romans 12, he really pierced me with Romans 12 most of this year in the best way and showed me the call of a Christian. So Romans 12 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have all have the same function, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. 
In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. God showed me where I was thinking of myself higher than I ought that I'm not that bad. And I am that bad. That's why Jesus had to die for me. Honestly, in his kindness to just reveal that to me and continue to humble me in that and continue to show me when I'm thinking higher of myself than I ought, which happens often. And I need to confess and repent of that. And God needs to continue to humble me. But it is such good news that Jesus died for me because I was that bad and I am that bad and I needed saving and I need saving. So number five, God gives us thousands of opportunities each day to choose humility. And I tend to ignore most of them. Help me, Lord. Um, He continually reminded me this year to go low, to humble myself. The call of the Christian life is to get as low as possible. Jesus was the perfect example for this going as low as possible, humbling himself to the point of death. If you think that you've gone low, go lower. A random thing he kept speaking to me over this year, which maybe sounds silly, but he he was like, go low. Like, I want you laying on the floor. Like, I want you as low to the ground as possible. Like, how low can you possibly get? And that's where he wants me. And that's actually where freedom in him is. He continually is showing me where I'm not choosing humility and where he longs for me to. And showing me and reminding me through his word that he draws near to the humble. His power is at work in the humble. So I desperately need his help every day to choose humility. Number six, the gospel calls us to stay. Of course, there's disclaimers to different situations, but um, in my sin, I can tend to just want to wipe my hands clean of situations and just walk away. And God just showed me that the gospel calls me to stay. So yeah. Number seven, we are all just sifting through our sin. All of us, we're sifting through our sin. So be kind, be gracious, be gentle. Number eight, he taught me to not be surprised by my sin or by other sin. Uh, The people in my life, they're going to sin against me. I'm going to sin against the people in my life. I get to choose to humbly repent and say sorry to them. And I also get to not be so surprised when the people in my life sin against me. Uh, When they repent, when they humbly repent and and apologize, I get to meet them with grace and love um, and mercy in the same way that Jesus meets us with. Number nine, you can learn something from every single person you come into contact with. God definitely has been pushing this one on me all year, and it's really humbling, and it's really sweet, and it's really fun because every single person you meet has a different story, um, different experiences. They have a different relationship with God than you. They, they experience him in different ways. And so I can learn something from every single person I come into contact with, whether they're a 13-year-old middle school girl or a mom my age or a single woman my age or a grandmother or a, an 80-year-old woman. I especially can learn from an 80-year-old woman. That's what I'm walking with the Lord. But God just reminding me, I can learn something from every single person I come into contact with. Number 10, Christian friendship can be described as laying your life down for them, like it talks about in John. Yeah, he really made that evident this year. The call really of just a Christian in general is for us to lay down our lives for others in the same way that Jesus did in the ultimate way for us. 
Number 11, I don't have the capacity for everyone and everything, and that is okay. I feel like he's brought me so much freedom in that over the last couple years, honestly, and he's allowed me to be bold and firm in different boundaries that he has stirred up in me, and so yeah, I'm not going to be everything to everyone, and I can't be because I'm a human, and so Yeah. Number 12, longing and striving for worldly prominence, worldly beauty, worldly success, worldly anything will leave me in despair because only Jesus satisfies. Number 13, God wants us to kill every single sin. There is no sin too small that he doesn't want us to put to death, as his word says. One seemingly small compromise will lead to another. Kill every sin. Yeah, I feel like he's just been illuminating little sins in my life that he's longing for me to kill and reminding me how important it is that I, of course, rely on the spirit. I need the spirit's power to help me kill that sin, but just reminding me how important every little sin is and to kill it. Number 14, if I keep a record of wrongs against anyone, it will destroy that relationship. God calls us in scripture to keep no record of wrongs for a reason. And when I do that, it destroys relationships. Um, Number 15, assuming the best of others is a choice. And back to number 14, the last one, if I keep any record of wrongs against someone, I have now forfeited the ability to assume the best of them. But assuming the best of others is vitally important in all of our relationships. And so, yeah, just God showing me that this year, whether that's with my spouse or with a friend, he calls us to assume the best in all. And it's so impactful in the health of our relationships. Number 16, the Lord doesn't condemn me, so I don't get to condemn my children, spouse, friends, etc. He's continually been reminding me over the years that his kindness leads us to repentance, his word says. A few years ago, nudged me gently and was like, hey, my kindness leads you to repentance. So what makes you think that your snarkiness and sarcasm will lead anyone else to repentance, Um, your rigidness or condemnation? In the same way that his kindness leads us to repentance, he longs for our love and kindness and gentleness to lead others to repentance. Of course, he's the one that leads people to repentance, but he's definitely not going to use our snarkiness and sarcasm to lead people to himself. So that is constantly ringing in my mind. Okay, God, your kindness leads me to repentance, so help me to meet others with humility and gentleness and grace and not snarkiness or sarcasm or rigidness because I can be very like black and white. But yeah, even with my children or my spouse especially, he's even show has been showing me in the way that I discipline my kids that my sin tendency is to want to discipline them out of with a foundation of shame or condemnation. And he's like, no, no, no. That is not how I discipline you. I discipline you from the foundation of love and humility and gentleness. So that's been really impactful. Number 17, God has graciously prepared good works for me to do, including this podcast. He has specifically made me uniquely for specific things. God's word tells us that he's prepared good works for us to do. And the enemy wants us, wants me to shrink back in like a false humility. But God wants me to move boldly forward being, of course, led by the spirit moment by moment. But yeah, he's just been blowing my mind this year, reminding me 
that he's made me uniquely. He's made everyone around me uniquely for specific good works. So walk in them. That's just been really exciting this year to navigate with the Lord. Number 18, my battle is not against flesh and blood. This was technically uh, in 2020, 2020 or 2021 that he started to show me this, but I need to remember this every second of my life. My battle is not against flesh and blood. The enemy wants me to think that my battle is against flesh and blood. My battle is against the enemy. The enemy is the enemy, not any person. The enemy wants to convince me that different people are the enemy, but my battle is not against flesh and blood. So that's so freeing to remember, and I need to be reminded of this every second. But yeah, I also recorded a full episode on this with a friend, and it's episode 27, so I'd highly recommend going to listen to it. Number 19, if my confidence is in my flesh at all, it will lead to despair. Like Paul says in Philippians, I do not want to have any confidence in the flesh. My confidence is only in Jesus. Number 20, go small and serve the people right in front of you. Go small, go small, go small. Who has God placed right in front of me and how can I serve them? Again, back to my like tendencies to dream big, which isn't a bad thing, but God just reminding me, who have I placed directly in front of you that you can love well and serve well for the glory of God and the good of others? 21, nothing is more important than saturating myself in God's word, morning, day, night, not just for my time with the Lord in the morning and then not even thinking about God the rest of the day, but throughout the whole entire day, saturating my life with God's word that's alive and active. It changes me. It transforms my mind, my life. And I I want to be saturated and just filling my mind, my life with it as much as I can. And God just reminding me of its power, of his word's power. So again, just in 2022, that was one of my prayers that I would feed myself with the word. And I've seen him change my life through it. And I can't wait for years and years and years to come as he renews my mind with his living and active words. So just reading as much of God's word as you can. I will never forget a quote, two quotes. Someone said, read your read your Bible like your life depends on it because it does. Second quote, this book will keep you from sin and sin will keep you from this book. The enemy wants more than anything for you not to read your Bible, more than anything for you not to read this living and active word of God. And so fight Fight, fight to be saturating your life in God's word. And then um, listen to, I'll I'll link this uh, recording from John Piper. Listen to this recording by him a couple months ago where he basically said, um, when I ask people like, why don't you read your Bible? And they basically say, oh, I'm too, I'm so busy. I'm, I'm so this, I'm so that. And he says, did you have time to eat breakfast? And they're like, well, yeah. He's like, if you had time to eat breakfast, it actually would be more important that you read your Bible instead of reading breakfast. So I love that his point wasn't even, if you had time to eat breakfast, then you should have time to read your Bible. His point was feeding your soul with the bread of life is more important than feeding your physical body with food. Some gals in my life, I'll I'll ask them now because we listen to it together. Did you have time to eat breakfast? I love asking myself that. Did, Did I have time to do anything today? Because actually reading God's word is a million times more important than any of it. 22, gossip is destructive, period. Okay, a few extras because I did more than 22. 23, 
God has met you with an endless grace. So this is to me. God has met me with an endless grace. So I get to give endless grace to those around me because God moved towards me when I was at my darkest and then died for me. He met me and meets me with an endless grace. So you better believe I get to give endless grace to those around me. I don't do that perfectly. I'm just telling you what God's showing me. Number 24, this year God showed me how to let my yes be yes and my no be no. He showed me that I don't need to add excuses onto my no specifically. I am am free to create boundaries and to say no to something that I don't want to do or don't have the capacity for rather than um, let's say I'm saying no to something. I feel like before God taught me this, I would be like, oh no, I'm so sorry. The kids are sick or this or that or this or that and have like 10 excuses behind it. When in reality, I'm just not able to do it right now. And I actually don't need to explain that. I can just say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not able to do that. Or no, I won't be coming. Thanks for inviting me. So it's actually been really freeing to just simply get to say yes or no. Number 25, people need a friend not a fixer. People need a friend, not a fixer. God has to continually show me this. Number 26, show up. Actions speak louder than words. Number 27, Bengal spice tea is amazing. And number 28, humility is pretty much the answer to everything. I'm like, God, what should I do? And he's like, humble yourself. God, what should I say here? What should I do here? And he's like, go low. Humble yourself. Choose humility. So yeah, humility is pretty much the answer to everything. I pray that these supposed to be 22 ended up being 28 things that the Lord taught me or continued to teach me in 2022 were helpful. I hope they were encouraging. If you think of it, would you pray for me that God would help me to live out these things that he has taught me and to help me be obedient? And I pray that you would join me and that hopefully he taught you something through listening to them too. So I am so excited for this new year. I love a good new year. If you know me, you know I love a good new year. I'm excited to dream about it with you and ultimately just chase Jesus with you. And hopefully my prayer is for 2023 that we would rely on Jesus more, depend on him fully, trust him, and enjoy him. He longs for us to enjoy him. So If you haven't, shameless plug, order the Bible recap book so you can read the Bible in a year starting January 1 or whenever you listen to this. Yeah, my biggest encouragement for 2023, if you don't already have rhythms in your life to do this already, create rhythms and disciplines in your life to be saturating yourself in God's word and spending time with him. God's word is so vital to your life so vital to your walk with him. I can't say it enough. It's not legalistic. It's simply true. His word changes us. We have his actual words. Let's be beholding them and let him transform our lives and minds through his word. So I pray that 2022 was a sweet year of trusting in him. And I pray that there's even more of that in 2023. Thanks for joining in and supporting this podcast. I truly appreciate your support so much. Some of your guys' emails and texts and DMs have truly been the way that God has encouraged me to keep going in this. And it is no light thing to me when any of you reach out 
and say that it was helpful in any way. And so by God's grace, he's given me this sweet little podcast and it is such a gift. If you would, would you please leave a review Would you please type out a little review if this has been encouraging to you? That is how this podcast gets shared with others. Would you also share it to your social media spaces or text it to a friend? Seriously, that would mean so much. It is no light thing to me that you would do that. So if God's used it to encourage you in any way, would you take a moment right now to do that? But I hope you have an amazing rest of 2022. And I can't wait to spend some more time together in 2023. Friends, go be bold and love big, and we will see you next time.